This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Laugh all you want, general public. I find Lord's attitude to be refreshing. I think she's a breath of fresh air in the music industry. And all these people are saying, oh, consumerism's great. Like, we love consumerism. What, what if it's not so great? I disagree. Hey, what up, what up? It's Hi. Hollywood Handbook. Uh, I'm Hayes. I'm here with uh, Sean. We come to you with heavy hearts this week. We do. This is a difficult podcast to do. Um, not the least of which that we had to get a last second replacement for our guest, which will, uh, this is sort of related. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to be doing an episode called our close friend, Lewis Reed. Uh, Lewis Reed sang with the Velvet Underground men and he also did some solo stuff that a lot of people don't know about. Um, he was a musician musical guy Mm -hmm. and And a lot of people think just to dispel sort of a myth about this city is that it is all movies all tv the last five or six years music has actually been making big inroads in la it's becoming a big part of the culture here uh and sean and i try and keep i was at a party i was at a party two weeks ago where there was music playing almost the entire time Mm -hmm. and i only wish that lewis could have been here to see it um some people heard about his passing uh, and put posts on face, Facebook, Twitter, right. you know, universe. And it kind of pissed me off because they didn't know Lewis mm-hmm. like we did. It made it seem like they thought their relationship to Lewis was more important than the people who actually knew him, who actually could be sad about this, yeah, uh, who would actually hurt more than anyone else. Who were truly grieving. So, right. You know, they're like they're trying to take ownership of Lou Reed's death when really it's not theirs, it's ours. Mm-hmm. Um, speak on, uh, you have some story. we both have stories about. What's your, favorite, story. what's your favorite story about Lewis? Uh, well, I remember, um, so it's... Uh, my 10th birthday party, disco theme, you know, and uh, most of the people have left, but you know Lewis, he's always late. He comes walking in and um, I say, well, Lewis, the party's basically over. And he says, is it? And I go, no, not when you're around, bud. Mm-hmm. We splash around in the pool a little bit. We spin the disco ball and then took a walk we drank sangria in the park we wound up going feeding some animals at the zoo and uh he turned to me and he was like sean this has just been the most perfect day and i said make that a song Mm -hmm. and then he picked up a guitar and he just started going you know and he was going uh and I said, Louis, st- stop it. Stop it, Louis. What are you saying? 
what are you singing? And he said, I don't know. And I said, well, what do you want to sing about? And he said, well, I guess that I just don't know. And I said, then tell us that. I said, then tell us about that. Sing to us about that. And then, you know, I don't know what he did, but I shot up and I fell asleep. Um, I think my relationship with Lewis, uh, you know, he was a genius and he was so, so influential. Um, Big uh, genius. Uh, to my comedy and just sort of, and I think that worked both ways in our relationship. We would see what the other one was doing and um, just kind of feed off it. And I think what he most appreciated about me was I did not really care for his music uh, and never really thought it was good. And he needed someone like that. He was always surrounded by yes men. Uh, and so he, you know, he would come to me. Uh, I remember one day he came to and said, uh, Hayes, I don't know what to do music about. Like, what do I do music about today? And he's like, I've, he's got Warhol in his ear saying to do songs about fucking like Burger King and, you know, Audrey Hepburn or whatever. And I said, Lou, do songs about heroin. Sing about heroin. And he's like, well, I've never done heroin. It seems really scary. Seemed scary to him. Yeah, he refused to do it. I've never done it. And I was like, who fucking cares? Lou, no one who's listening to your songs has done it either. Like no, his fans were a lot of pussies. They didn't have the balls to do heroin. They want to listen to your songs yeah. to have to, like to feel cool and to have like a cool relationship with drugs. Like that's the closest they're ever gonna get. So give them that. And he was and like, that's great. I will do that. They should be really sad, right? I was like, no, make them like sort of upbeat and happy. Like it's about a sad subject, but you're doing a a happy song. And he did, uh, that was, um, I introduced him to Nico, and uh, he did uh, that album, and uh, I still didn't really care for it, but I think he valued my input a lot, and it was not a, a commercial success. And you also told him that New York City was a cool city, right? Yeah, I said he should probably, at the time, he was living in uh, Orlando, and he was sort of trying to get the artistic community going there. And I said, Lou, this is probably uh, not a great venture for you. Go to New York. We've, we talked about this on the forums a little bit recently. New York, in, in some of the movies I'd seen, is like a character in itself. It can be a character in some of the movies that it's in. And so I said, Lou, go to New York. Get to know this character. I refer to it as a she. And She's a great town. Yeah, but also, she can be a little bit of a B word. <laughs> You know what I mean, and, and I'm sorry if that offends anyone. But uh, if you've lived there, and I have lived there, right? And my my thing with with New York that I always tell Lou is, if you can make it there, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, and so he went to New York. Uh, he uh, sang some songs about what he imagined heroin to be like. Um, and and I say this about New York. I say mm -hmm. if you can make it there, congratulations. Now go to L.A. He uh, he always regretted i think not having been a bigger commercial success and that's what is so sad about his death for me the thing that i think is most lamentable about his death is that he never did make that much money 
Yeah, it's sad that he didn't have that very much money and that he wasn't a literal commercial success because he had written a lot of jingles for products Mm -hmm. uh, that he was very proud of and Mm -hmm. that they shot down. Um, Mm -hmm. He had that great Little Caesars Pizza uh, song that he worked forever on that I thought was some of his best stuff. How did that go? It went... Hot and cheesy pie, munch it with your mouth, garlic nuts and sauce. And I thought, this is the best fucking thing you've ever written, Lewis. Mm -hmm. I actually do like this. And, uh, And maybe I steered him wrong because he basically only played that for the rest of his life. Yeah. I wish I could say rest in peace, but I know he won't. Yeah, I know. You know? He's, I know he's. Frustrated. I know his spirit is restless because because uh, he. Uh, I know that he's very frustrated. But uh, since Lou couldn't be here today, uh, we did manage. We have sort of a standby. Uh, Got a fill in guest. Um, Paul F. Tompkins is here. He has a new show. He has a he's a uh, stand up. We're gonna ask him a few questions about that. Yeah, I've got some questions about stand up. I need answered. Mm-hmm. That's a little later on on Hollywood Handbook. So I haul off and I punch the one cop in the stomach and I go, "That's for Jessica Biel," and then I punch the other one right in the neck and I go, "And that's for me." And Justin Timberlake started crying. Hey, what up, what up? Welcome back to Hollywood Handbook. It's a feature we really like to do. Uh, and it is really amazing how this phrase has entered the public consciousness. It's something that people did not... No one had said it, and now everyone's saying now it. Now it's on everyone's Which list. is a little bit of <laughs> what we're going to talk about with this teaser. Yes. Uh, you know what what it is. You know where we y'all are. Know the teaser, y'all know what it is. Y'all know what y'all know what it is. is. It's time for the teaser freezer. Let's open it up. Uh, this is a very very hot steaming teaser going around. Uh, we had to put it in the freezer for a little while just to cool it to down. To even for... be able to handle it, we yes. had to put it in the freezer for a couple of days. It's the 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 teaser for that awkward moment. Starring Zach Afrin, Michael Jordan, Miles Teller. These three studs mm-hmm. are uh, gallivanting around the town and, and having adventures. Uh, and I guess, do you want to talk about our issue with it first, or do you want to play some of it? Sure. Um, I think that's a good way to start. A uh, little lesson on life in Hollywood. Yeah, a hard lesson that that we had to learn, and, and this is just, it's coming back to haunt us once again. Hayes and I are very funny, fun party guests. Mm-hmm. People like to talk to us, and we like to tell all kinds of stories of our uh, misadventures that we have in this town. We sort of set up shop, uh, usually in one, in one corner of the room. Yeah, uh, and pretty soon you can see... Uh, the entire party is gathered around it's that sort one of corner, gathered around, and the, yep. the snack table's empty. <laughs> uh, and we dish and we spin our tails, and yeah, we've know, got it's... our patter worked out. I'll throw to him, and he starts weaving a yarn, and then I'll I'll grab the you know 
proverbial microphone. And it's and fun for us, too, because sometimes when this stuff happens to you, you just got to think, like, well, it's a good story. At least it's a story. Yeah. Uh, and so, whatever. We're happy to do it. We're happy to actually make the party fun for people mm -hmm. who don't know how to fucking talk to anyone like we do and aren't actually socially cool. And so we do that. But what you find out when you live here is the walls have ears. The walls have ears, and they've also got pens, and they're writing down a lot of the funny stuff that you say. The, the pens write down what the ears hear mm -hmm. of the walls, and, mm -hmm. the, and, and we mean people. Yep. And this is an example of some of these movies that are coming out right now that are stolen from our party stories, which we always say at the beginning of the stories, hey, these are free. Gather around, doesn't cost anything. These stories are free. We shouldn't say it anymore because people are making a buttload of money off them. Almost everything that happens in this teaser happened to me and Hayes. Let's play the teaser for that awkward moment. So it's Ellie. Are you serious? This is a den of testosterone. You can't invite a girl to a place like this. Well, I'm gonna buzz her in. She's not gonna talk about Xbox. I'm gonna be sitting here being like, oh, I have to fart, but maybe I can't right now. She better have some hot friends. Open the door. I don't care. I'm getting wasted. So, just quickly, it's sort of based on our patter. Like, the basic relationship between these guys is sort of based on how you and I interact, busting each other's bees and... Uh, yeah, and never really letting each other off the hook. Yes. And one time, I actually did have a girl come up into our apartment that we shared at the time. Beautiful penthouse mm -hmm. uh, overlooking the ocean. And she came up, and Hayes tried to talk to her about Xbox... And then he asked if he could fart. Mm -hmm. And so they've changed it a little bit. In my defense, I was uh, pretty wasted. Oh, I was yeah. pretty wasted. Yeah. No news there. Is that ice cream? Yeah, it's peanut butter chocolate. Give me the ice cream. No, I need it. My girl broke up with me. Oh, what are you, Bridget Jones? Give me the ice cream. Back up, little man. Give me the ice cream. Come on, get ice cream. We're going out. <laughs> and we say stuff like that. We say, like, what are you, like, Hermione? Like, mm. we'll call each other famous girls all the time. Yeah, we do that. Anytime Hayes you? is doing... When Hayes is... Brittany Murphy. Not being a man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sean and will it, call me a famous girl. Yeah. I'll go, oh, geez, what are you, Laura Linney? Mm -hmm. What are you, Susan Sarandon? <laughs> if you're single, we're staying single with you, man. All right. Hey, you guys want a mint? That's a weird mint, dude. It's because it's a boner pill. I got four hours to drink like Keith Richards, still get funky. Okay now, okay, now this is one of our classic party tales. Sean and I, once when we made a pact to all be single together with our friend Michael Jordan. This is played by Michael B. Jordan in this movie, but in our version it was Michael Regular Jordan. Michael Regular Jordan of the Washington Wizards. We all went out together. Michael Regular Jordan offered us a couple of mints. A couple of mints, and I uh, am always ready to have fresh breath. They tasted a little weird. And I said it. I said, it's a weird-tasting mint, Michael Jordan, regular Jordan. Because it turned out that they was boner pills. And here's something people might not know, is when you take something that was boner pills, you get a major massive boner. And it will not go away. It doesn't go away. And if you're and if you're built like me and Hayes, it's pretty uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you're built like us, they talk about the double-edged sword. Well, how about the double-edged 
spiked club. How about the double-edged pork sword? I'm so not gonna do that. I was gonna make you wait like 40 days. I was gonna make you wait too, then to realize I'm a dude. <laughs> that didn't change at all. That's yes. that's my line. We're not supposed to see him more than twice in one week. And you're seeing this chick twice in one day. What's the deal with you and Chelsea? Now, this is a comedy about the funny problems that a lot of us have, which is not being able to stop fucking. Yeah, you make a promise to all be single with each other, but every girl you see uh, wants to fuck you and then, and then wants to be in a relationship Just do it with all you. the time. Yeah. Like, and really... You made a promise to your friends to only do it with them a few times. Yeah. And then to stop doing it. Yeah, and to certainly – and we had all kinds of rules. And they I feel like they might have stolen the actual notebook we had where we wrote down the mm-hmm. rules because mm-hmm. one of them was don't see a girl twice in one week. Mm-hmm. And Hayes actually saw one twice in one day. Mm-hmm. We did it twice in one day. Um, and the other rule was what's the deal with Chelsea? What the? What the? Hey, it doesn't mean what you think it means. It doesn't? Oh, what does our relationship mean to you then? Wait, you guys are in a relationship? I will say I like that some of my problems with hard comedies in the past have been... Oh, that came out wrong. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. We'll, we'll get that. Some of my problems with straight-up comedies in the past... <laughs> Okay, you can't stop. <laughs> it came out wrong again. No, nowhere safe. <laughs> Some of my problems with just regular comedies in the past have been that the guys in them are not that hot. It's not realistic because the things that are happening to these guys and how funny these guys are yeah. um, and how uh, cool... That doesn't happen to people who look the way a lot of the comedy actors look. Yeah. Like when I watch like Mr. Bean, uh, he's like doing his whole thing and I'm being like, I guess this is sort of funny, but like his body is like trash. There's nothing funny about being disgusted. And I'm so disgusted when I see some of the freak weirdos out there, Mm -hmm. your comedy stars like um, Ben Stiller is very ugly. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray they is let, old. Like he's, he's too old. Yeah. Shouldn't be allowed to be on the same screen with a woman. If anything, he could do voiceover maybe. Um, but there's not enough hot, sexy studs. And the th- and especially with this movie, the people this is really happening to mm-hmm. are uh, built in a particular way. Uh, yes. That uh, they've been graced with yeah uh, <laughs> sort of blessed with uh, a certain feature I love the way she laughs I love the way we fit together in bed because we're the same height our crotches line up perfectly that's really good I love that I love that yeah even. man so run and tell her that alright I'm doing it I'm doing, doing it. it man you're doing it dude and then he got hit by a taxi cab which happened to Michael regular Jordan And then he went, and that's why he started playing baseball for a little while. Brett, Brett, do you not get our emails? Do you not get our emails? Tell me that wasn't what I think that was. Do I have the wrong email for you, Brett? It's just Brett at Earwolf. That was a sneeze. I had to sneeze. 
Okay, because that's what I've been sending it to, and you're not behaving as if you've read them. I can't sneeze. That's right. That's what the email said. You can't sneeze. And if you're going to sneeze, do it when we're sort of like building our rhythm. You know what I mean? Not when like not when we've like actually gotten there, when we're like hitting the crescendo when we're peaking of a segment. When you sneeze like that, it all it all falls down, Brett. It all falls down. Brett, if you feel a sneeze coming on, okay. text one of the other engineers to come in and sub. Wait for them to arrive, get up, pass the headphones, don't speak, obviously. Walk outside, go down the hall, go down the elevator, go outside, and sneeze in your car. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's too much to ask. And you, I'm not saying you can't sneeze. Obviously, physically, sometimes people have to. But show a little bit of self-control. And we really do appreciate everything you do, Brett. And uh, it's only because you set such a high standard that when you do something awful like that, uh, it 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 hurts. You did it to yourself, and it hurts the show. And it hurts the show. Uh, we're gonna be right back. That's the teaser freezer. I don't see any no graceful I mean, way out of it. We're done. We're done. We're gonna be right back on Hollywood Handbook. Hey guys, so we just fired engineer Brett, uh, you know why, um, uh, we were able to get engineer Cody to fill in at the last minute to cover our guest segment, so we'll be with engineer Cody for the Paul F. Tompkins interview, uh, not a huge upgrade, but an upgrade nonetheless, uh, we hope. So we're gonna come back to the show with Cody, not Brett, because Brett doesn't listen so good, does he? I just looked him dead in the eye, and I go, Clive, Owen, you want to go back to doing theater, pal? Be my guest. It's your funeral. And I dropped the flowers, and I slammed the door. Did he come after you? He wasn't brave enough. What up, what up? Hey, what up, what up? Welcome back to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet line back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Uh, we've got a very exciting guest today. As we said earlier, um, this was uh, going to be an episode with our close friend Lewis Reed, uh, but he was very, yeah, unfortunately. Tragically not going to make the show. We've but we've also it. been very excited for, for this guest as well. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins is here. Hi. Hi, guys. Paul, do you want to share any Lewis Reed memories? I'm not. I'm not sure. I know who Lewis Reed is. I'm sorry. That was you. Probably know him as Lou Reed. Lewis oh. was his actually his real name. Oh, I see. And among like his some of his really close friends, friends we called him that. We, we called oh, him Lewis. well, yeah. I I I never met him, but uh, but uh, I don't really have any memories of him personally. Mm-hmm. But I uh, certainly the music obviously was uh, uh, meant a lot to to uh, to me. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it did to uh, most people. Sure. Yeah, the people who knew about him. Yeah. Well, he's pretty famous. I mean, people knew. People knew about him. 
Right. Some people knew about him. Some people knew him. It doesn't matter who knew what. One is not who better was his than real the friend other and who just heard his music and one's right. more important I and guess. sort of thought they knew him. Uh, well, it I, doesn't matter which one is more important. One is, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Doesn't matter which one. Which one? Ours or yours? Yes. Um, well, certainly. Lou's gone, and we were friends with him, and that's all that matters. Sorry for your loss. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now Lewis we would love to hear you say that. Go ahead. What's up? Paul, uh, you and uh, the two of us, we go a long, long way back. Yeah. Um, starting off, when was it that we first met Paul? Well, was we it were back all, on the early day of the show? or We were all part of that um, sort of booming Honolulu comedy That's right. scene. That's right, yes. Yeah. The, whole, the Honolulu the, comedy scene when we were all kind of struggling. And, um, which I hear is having a resurgence, by the way. Yes. Well, it makes sense. These things are cyclical, and we always say that about the business. I hear that the club opened back up. And you see, Mm -hmm. it is amazing. Like, the whole surf comedy genre that we were there at the beginning Mm of uh, is so big now, and so so many of the sketch people that we were there with have now gone on. Absolutely. To do, like, who who, who was there in in our our sketch? What was our sketch group's name? We, uh... Co- ours coconuts and uh oh yeah coconuts and jokes go nuts jokes go nuts coconuts, coconuts and, jokes and jokes go nuts, go nuts. Yes, and, right. and we would say yeah we would give everyone in the audience a fresh coconut to drink from yeah. and we go and now it's time for jokes go nuts yes <laughs> and they'd go nuts with laughter and how many of those sketches started interior uh uh, uh pig roast yes <laughs> you remember all of them yeah uh one set. Every single one. Every single the, one. The biggest, the biggest variation I remember was that sometimes the pig roast would be indoors. They would be set indoors, and then we would just – the scene would end with everyone dying of asphyxiation. Yes, that was a big part of the joke. Interior right. pig roast was sometimes the entire sketch. Yes. Yeah. Just in us Because all the that. smoke. Yeah. But, that, but that is the Hawaiian style of improv is mm-hmm. that people yell out their suggestions as if they're uh, uh, locations in a film script. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's sort of in the same way that aloha means hello yeah. and goodbye. And it's like people would yell out uh, medium, and then we would have to move slightly closer on the stage to the audience. They would yell out close up, and then we would have to get in yeah. like yeah, get right, right, in right up against them. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and it's a very savvy audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very savvy. Very film-savvy audience yes. in the Honolulu comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, Denitra Vance was there when we were there. David Wayne mm-hmm. started out there in that sort of sketch scene. He started that, I think. Uh, Mark I McKinney. Taylor Kitsch mm-hmm. actually played a baby in a lot of our sketches. Yes, he did. And he we'd did. go, wait, we're, are we roasting a pig or a baby? Mm-hmm. And we'd switch them back and forth. And the and the audience would go nuts. They would go jokes they, go. The jokes go nuts, and then the audience yeah. would go nuts. Yeah, but uh, yeah, anytime there there was a, a scene at a pig roast that called for a baby. Uh, Taylor would jump in there, and otherwise, kind of a timid, uh, timid performer. Quiet, yeah. Didn't improv, think he yeah. would make it, and no, and he sort of didn't. But he, no, he didn't. He yeah. didn't. But but as a as a baby on stage, he would he would tear it up. It yeah, was amazing. Yeah, nobody thing. was better. A um, lot of poi being passed around backstage in those days. I don't think we really knew at the time uh, some of the risks. We were just trying. We were having fun. We were young and just like yeah. partying and having fun and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not the same there anymore. Huff and boy, but um, uh, but anyway, so um, we you know we we sort of knew you tangentially there, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, we wound up 
being involved in an early incarnation of what was originally the Mr. Mr. Show, mm-hmm. right. uh, where we were going to just play Broken Wings for like 45 minutes every yes. week. The mm-hmm. song Broken Wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that incubated. And hold the line, which at the time we thought was a Mr. Mr. song, but then we got a note, a network note, that it wasn't a Mr. Mr. song, but yeah. then we did keep doing it. Yeah. What was the exec that gave us that note? I want to say was it Warren Littlefield? Was it Littlefield? <laughs> I was going to say Lauren Correa. Oh, okay. Um, but at any rate, uh, that incubated for a little while, and then it became Mr. Show with Bob and Sean mm-hmm. and Hayes. And Hayes and Paul. Right. And Paul. And David. And Dion. And Dion. That's right. So it was, yes. Mr., it was, it was shortened to Mr. Show, mm-hmm. but then it... it yeah, so first was Mr. Mr. Show. Yeah. Then it was Mr. Show with Bob and Sean. And Paul. And Paul. And, and Hayes. Hayes. And David. And David. David and, and Dion. Dion. And Dion. Yeah. Um, Dion Sanders. Dion Sanders, yeah. yeah. Neon Dion. Neon Dion. Who was hilarious. Yep, triple threat. True yeah. triple threat. Yeah. He can do football. Baseball. Baseball and comedy. And mm-hmm. sketch Deadpan comedy. Deadpan is sort of what Deadpan, I consider. Deadpan sketch comedy. Yes. That's right. And then just through scheduling, we want to going to do our own thing with Dion and that became SNL. That became SNL. That's right. And that show was Yeah, the show What was the show called before it was SNL? Well, it was called the Primetime Players because that's what that's what that was one of Dion's nicknames. Right. He was ready. Mm-hmm. He was ready for primetime. Yeah, the ready for primetime right. players. The ready, ready for, for primetime players. The ready for primetime players. Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, and Paul, you went on to be on frankly the greatest sketch show of all time. Kelsey Grammer presents the sketch show. That's right. I had a feeling you guys were going to say that. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, certainly people have mixed opinions about it, but... um, Well, that's how you know you're doing something good. uh, I think so. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, absolutely. I I feel like if everybody's on board with it, then... um, (laughs) <laughs> you're doing something wrong because uh, there's a lot of dumb people. You know what I mean? There's a lot of dumb people in the world. And so if everybody likes a thing, if everybody's just in lockstep, this is the greatest, then, you know, I would even go so far as to say if most people don't like it, it's probably better. Then that's yes. probably good. Right? Yeah. 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 And that's and, and take that one star iTunes reviews. Yeah. What are you even doing reviewing Kelsey Grammer Presents the Sketch Show? It's not on iTunes. <laughs> uh, speak on learning from uh, from from KG and uh, and what it was like kind of drafting in his uh, in his wake. Yeah, I'll speak on that. Um, there was something about the way Kelsey Grammer approached sketch. I would look at that and I would say, okay, if I were to do what he does, what do I do? First, be on two hit TV shows that have run for a total of 40 years. Be internationally famous and hugely wealthy. And so I try to get in that mindset, try to get in that mindset. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I would do the sketch and I would wait for someone to say cut, and then I would look up and I would realize no one is paying attention. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, which was which was great because I felt I now I can be creative. Yeah, you know, it's like dance, like nobody's watching. What a freedom! Yes. Yeah, what a freedom! It's perform sketch comedy when yes. no one's make, make a TV show like nobody's watching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and and thankfully for us, no one did watch it. So. I consider that to be a major success, uh-huh. major success for me. And I mean, I know you guys got your thing going on, and that's great, but I feel like yeah, you know, I've done pretty well for myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would say so. We're not going to— We talk about that. We say sometimes, like, you know what? Paul actually has done pretty well. We say it like that, and that's sort of yeah. the pitch. That's a whole yeah. brunch That's sort sometimes. of the pitch that that's we That's a take. whole brunch You know what? You know what? You know what? Paul— <laughs> Paul, as a matter of fact, he did actually, pretty well. He actually did pretty well. He actually did pretty well. And we'll and yeah, and we'll say that. I like what well, here's what I like about that. I loved your delighted surprise. Yeah. yeah. That I, I guess you could read it that you didn't expect me to do well. But the fact that you seem pleased by how well I've done, yeah. that's nothing but positive, right? Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, we had some questions, I guess. We're all podcasters here. Yes, mm-hmm. it's true. It's true. <laughs> You're a podcaster. We're podcasters. So we're all podcasters here. Uh, I sometimes find that listeners are trying to break into this aspect of entertainment mm-hmm. just as much as movies and, and, and TV, sometimes more. Do you know why? Because we make it look easy. That's right. <laughs> that's why. I think that's exactly right. They say, I can do that. When in reality, uh, you can try that. <laughs> You're welcome right? to. You're certainly welcome to. It's free to try. How about it? it. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no law against it. Uh, but uh, don't come crying to uh, Papa Bear's one, two, and three when uh, you got to run back home with your tail between your legs. <laughs> right, to, right, uh, right. Butt piddle, Kansas. Which, which, um, which, which number? Which number, Papa Bear? Am I? Uh, in my mind. I think you're tied. Yeah, I think you're tied for two. Yeah. With? With Engineer Cody. Yes. Oh, I thought that was obvious, yeah. So so then you guys are Papa Bear number one together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're both Papa Bear number one. Okay. All right. Top and, top two. I'm in the top two with, uh, with Engineer Cody, of course. Mm. Just talking cast business. CB? Yes. Who's your um, Who's your podcasting agent? Oh, I'm with, uh, it's, who is it now since the merger? You know how William Morris merged with Endeavor? Yeah, WME, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's the people that weren't told about that. that form, they said, we're going to form our own thing. Oh, yeah, Verve? Yeah, I'm with Verve. That's good. That's a good podcasting Who shot. are you guys with? Well, this is a bone of contention because mm-hmm. Hayes wants me to come over to his guys. Who he are? wants me to be with his 10 percentery. Yes. I'm currently with CAA Sports, a fellow named Leon Rose, uh, who reps LBJ, CP3, some of those fellows. Mm-hmm. Uh, LBJ? Yeah, that's what we call LeBron James. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was Capital L, lowercase e, capital B, lowercase Ron. Capital J, lowercase Ames. That's another thing we call him. Uh, and the other one's shorter. We're, it's starting to become clear that this is a, really a sport like any other. It's a competitive show business. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Listen, I'm glad you said that, Hayes, because 
what I try to do with comedy mm-hmm. is bring to it aggression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aggression, um, the desire to crush well, my I, to opponent. To win at all costs. To win at all costs. Yes. And, that's, and glory. I just want glory. Mm-hmm. I just want to be glorified. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. exactly why I don't want to share an agent. That's why I'm sticking with Jay-Z. Um, because I, I just feel like he, he has still? that hunger, you know? And he has that. Uh, that drive in him. He loves mm-hmm. to win. And comedy is about winning, mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is it about? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I guess what else really is comedy else. about? It's about winning. Surprise. It's also about surprises. Oh, I thought you meant surprise. It's all about winning. No, com- no comedy is also about surprise. Comedy is about winning, and then the only other element is that it is just purely surprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing funny that's not surprising, and there's nothing surprising that's not funny. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that comedy is about, it's about winning. And surprise. Yeah. And that's the that's one it. thing. That's the one thing. This is so good for our listeners. Now, I had another question about comedy for you because you're in the stand-up game. Yeah, that's right. Stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And now, Hayes and I don't do it. We don't know it from, from Adam. We dipped uh, our toes in. We did premium blend and like just sort of the... It's as basically of, an open mic as at this of, point, am as I right? As a fucking jerk-off, we yes. did that. yes. Uh, we crushed. We totally crushed. But, but we do still a have total, a lot of questions that, about us. it. Did that air? Our premium blend? Yeah. I think you have to buy it special. Like, it's I like think a sort it, of album only, like you buy the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they just felt On like iTunes. they would sell a lot more premium blend if they held that one back. Right, right, right. Um, so, no, it didn't air. Uh, but we had a question that I'm sure you have gotten before. What is the difference between stand-up and just a funny movie? Hmm. 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 You know, I have gotten that before, and I have never really been able to answer it. And I usually, I I will usually just say, let's skip that one. Mm-hmm. But mm. I mean, this is this is being recorded. In a microphone, so I can't do that in this instance. Mm-hmm. And I'll stand up in a really funny movie. Because for me, I you do a lot of letter interviews. It's they're all they're all handwritten letters. Snail it's all mail handwritten correspondence. correspondence. Sna- yeah. Snail mail, SMC, and um, because I feel like I want to be thoughtful in my answers, and I feel that I will be more thoughtful if I have to actually put pen to paper mm-hmm. and remember how to write in cursive, which. Um, Oh, I'll be honest, it eludes me 99% of the time, and it's just a mess. And then there's a phone call from, you know, whatever publication it is saying, I couldn't make heads or tails out of this chicken scratch. <laughs> and then I'll have to write it again. Really, really, really concentrate. Very relatable. Yeah. Um, this is a little, I, this is probably a little inside baseball. Um, but what, what's the difference between. Stand up in a funny movie, I would say probably that there's just more funny movies than there are funny stand-ups, you know? Uh-huh. If you look at the state of film comedy in the last, especially the last 10 years, can you think of a, mo- a, a comedy that's come out that hasn't been hilarious? Mm-hmm. Can you think of a single one? Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a trick question. You can't because they're every- I don't. I don't feel like I got Fruitvale Station, but I don't think that means it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't get it. Letters from Iwo Jima. Oh, that was actually pretty funny. 
There were parts of that. that and were now that I'm looking back at Fruitvale Station, I was cracking my whole shit up, and I and I did la- and I did laugh my butt off for a lot of that. It is that movie is choke on your popcorn funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because a lot of surprises happen. A lot of a lot of surprises. Mm-hmm. What we've already established the rules. Yeah. About comedy, there mm-hmm. it's about winning and surprises. That's so the one thing. That was a trick question then, because that yeah. yeah so it's a quantity issue. You're saying, well, quantity of quality. I'm just saying that I think it's very rare mm-hmm. that a stand-up comedian is funny, mm-hmm. and I think it's mm-hmm. all too common that a comedy movie is hilarious. Too many funny movies. Yes. Too many. Funny and movies. other than that, they are the same thing. Yeah, the same experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're you paying down. Mo- you're paying money for someone to make you laugh, right? Pay money, sit down, and you get that's surprised. That's how we you sit, down. Surprised and you sit down. Sit down. You sit down. There is there is and some you sort drink of, two beers. That's right. There's some sort yeah. of food or beverage being served. You for get, me, a, pair it's of, two you beers. get a pair of brewskis, mm-hmm. and then you get surprised into laughing. That's right. Yeah, I bring them in my secret backpack. That's to right. All the things. Now it's the backpack that's itself a secret, right? Oh yeah, the beers are. No one knows you have a backpack. Everyone knows I have the beers. They can hear those beers I'm clanking, clanking around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you say I have two beers. I drink them both somewhere. at once with one hand. Yeah, and it makes a lot of clink as they go hand to mouth. Because it's hard to manage. That's together. hard to manage. Yes. So there's a lot of clinking. But but no one knows where that backpack no is. No one knows where it is. Mm-mm. They think they're going to get it out of me on this, trick it out of me on this podcast. I got another thing coming. Oh, Can yeah. I tell you? I was kind of trying to I know to do you that. were. I, was. I know you were. You're too, you're too fast for I me. I am. Uh, how are things, uh, casting-wise, uh, how, how's it going uh, international? You know, I, I'll be honest. It, it could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the last. I, I, I did perform in, in London earlier That's this right, year. That's right. You did a Nash cast. I did a Nash cast. And uh, it went it went pretty well. It went mm. pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I could have done better, and I think that I think that I could have done better. Speak on that. Well, I didn't do very well. And uh, what happened? Yeah, I didn't. I I don't feel like I surprised the audience as much as I. Mm-hmm. They saw some could of have your or stuff should coming. have. They saw all of it coming, frankly. Yeah. And it was – this This is humiliating, and you guys probably have not experienced this. It got to the point where they saw everything coming that mm-hmm. I was going to say to where I would get to the funny the funny surprise part, right? Yeah. Like you know how when you – you've seen stand-up comedy and there's the, the – Hayes bo- has. I have not. Mm-hmm. Oh. You should see – you know what? You should – I – yeah. I was going to say you would like it, but you might not like it. I, it, it. I can't think of a single person to recommend. Um, but the but for the uninitiated, there's like a part at the beginning where mm. you're saying boring things, like mm-hmm. just boring things that anybody could say. Right. And then that's all in service of the surprise part yes. that comes and then uh-huh. tricks the audience into laughing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when I would do, I would do the boring part, and then when I would open my mouth to get to the surprise part – the audience would say it in unison mm. with me, word for word. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay, if that if that happens once, you can shake it off and say, "All right, you know that's bound to happen to everyone sooner or later." Yeah, but for forty-five minutes, mm-hmm. every single punchline, every punchline. Yes, thank you. I the the term escaped me. Every single punchline, 
they were saying with me in unison. Mm. Hmm. Uh, and this was all new material. I'd never mm. done it before. Oh, wow. Can I tell you something, Paul? Sure. That's not you. Because in London, ever since the Blitz, good luck surprising those people with your comedy. Oh. They're ready for just about anything. You know what? I, I hadn't considered You hadn't that. thought about that, No, had I you? hadn't. Well, and I that's hadn't. why there's no, there's no British comedy. Yes. Yeah. They said, never again will we be surprised. Yeah. And life's too serious. Yes. You know Stiff how we- upper lip and all that in it. Keep calm and stop clowning around. Yeah, keep keep clowning. Quit goofing, would you? The blitz happened to us, and so I and so I, have, I think that's why I have one of those posters. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone does. Says, I got a mug. Keep, keep clowning. Quit goofing. The blitz happened to us. Yeah, and I got one that says, "Keep calm and put a bird on it." Mm-hmm. That's funny. Cause, cause Portlandia, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought it from the IFC store. I have a baby tea that says "Keep calm and cracked on," like from the website Cracked. <laughs> let's consult the popcorn gallery. Yeah, let's dip into the popcorn gallery. <laughs> let's dip into the popcorn gallery, please. Um, this is a feature we like to do. Where you don't have to tell me. Of course, I know. Yeah, we're, we explained for. We're telling some engineer. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Please c- pray. Continue. Uh, some normal people don't have a direct line to celebrities like we do. We mm-hmm. provide a liaison to connect fans with some of their heroes. And that's what we're doing today. We reach into the popcorn bag. Oh, no. And we pull out a question from our listener, Aztec. And he has a question for Paul F. Tompkins. And it is, what's it like living with the voices of all those characters upstairs? This is like London all over again because how does this guy know that I'm constantly hearing a conversation I th- of, uh, you know, like uh, almost a dozen characters all talking to each other? Well, I think he's seen the show Herman's Head. Mm-hmm. Oh, Herman's and, if you'll, Head. and if you'll recall, for anyone who uh, doesn't know, um, Herman's Head uh, was loosely based on – Paul F. Tompkins' mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a guy, you see him walking around, then they cut to inside his head, and a bunch of characters are sort of fighting. Yeah, uh, they're all talking at the same time. One might be a real typical dude, and he loves sports. Mm-hmm. And that he represented, like, the the comedy aspect because he just wanted to win. Yes. And he wanted to surprise people. Mm-hmm. And then one might be an uptight broad. And she represented, what was it? Greed? Yeah, she was greed. Each one of them was one of the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Comedy, greed, eating too much. Weather. Weather. Yeah. And fear. All seven. <laughs> what, what a <laughs> sin it is to be afraid. Yeah. When, I yeah. see, when I see people with fear in their eyes... Or I smell it on them like a dog. Mm. How dare you? Oh, it makes my blood boil. Well, they deserve what's coming it for fill, them. It fills me with wrath. Boy, they deserve what's coming for them. Yeah. And wrath is righteous. Yeah. Now, so that was a good question from the popcorn gallery. Mm-hmm. And that's why we asked it. 
but I, but I have another one too. And, uh, and I'm going to, Oh, we're still, we're still, we're still touring the popcorn gallery. Oh yes. Yeah. Did We've you need this out again? Questions from no, the popcorn well, gallery. I wouldn't mind hearing it. Oh, yummy. I have one from, from Skizolo. Yes. Okay. Skizolo asks, it's a two part question. Oh. First part. What does the F stand for? Mm-hmm. Second part, and have you considered changing it to fuck machine? Have you considered changing it to fuck machine? Well, I'll, it's funny, uh, and you're, I know Hayes is laughing because he knows the answer to both questions. Yes. Uh, the second part, no, I haven't considered changing it to fuck machine. Because? It is fuck machine. Yes. It's a family. It's a family name. Let me Wikipedia that for you, Skizolo. It's a family name. It's and my grandfather um, was a fuck machinist, and he died a fuck lung, which is what they call it when uh, a Pinkerton um, detective um, clubs you to he clubs you to death. That's fuck That's lung, right. and then he shoves a piece of rebar he, through your lung. He fucks your lung with a yeah. piece of rebar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. And so, you know, I mean, obviously this podcast is educational mm-hmm. um, because it gives you Hollywood insider knowledge, but is also it? a little bit of history. Yeah. Yes. A little bit of Hollywood history. So it's infotational, educational. And just plain sensational. Informational, oh, sensational, yeah. confrontational, mm-hmm. international. Mm-hmm. International, I think is how that International. Is. I do apologize. Uh. One more question from mm-hmm. from from the popcorn. Oh, gallery. from the popcorn gallery. From the popcorn gallery. Hey, what's this? Oh, yeah, just a kernel. <laughs> this one's from Octor Doctopus. This is a great new a new forum, forum commenter, and we thought we knew everyone on there, but this guy took the forum by storm this week. Yeah, we're really impressed. I love his name. I, I love his avatar. What he's got going on. I want more of it. He asks Paul F. Tompkins, how did you stay in the funny zone when you were acting in scenes with Emmanuel Day-Lewis? Oh, when I was working with E-Day, it was rough because he can make you with a, with a cock of an eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Make you burst into tears. Mm-hmm. Mm. With the curl of his lip, he can make you feel fear, like you have never felt before, mm. unless you've almost unless you've almost drowned to death. It's very specific. With a wave of his hand, he can make you believe you've never existed, mm. and that you're the dream of a weird giant in another dimension. Mm. And then when the giant wakes up, you fall asleep. And then when you fall back asleep. <laughs> That's right. And then when he, the giant falls back asleep, you wake up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would try to imitate that hand wave, but I don't want to do that to you guys. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Day-Lewis is a national, not treasure, but a jackpot. Mm-hmm. Like, we won, you know? It's like, it's like America put a gigantic coin like you'd see in Batman's cave into an even more gigantic slot machine. Mm-hmm. Like you'd see in they Batman's all, yeah. casino. Yeah, exactly. 
Then all of America got together, stood on each other's shoulders, so that somebody could get up there, pull that lever, and then, ching, 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 here's what it comes up. Three smiley faces. Out of that slot pours what? A bunch of uh, dumb giant coins? No. Mm-hmm. Little teeny tiny Emmanuel Day Lewis, our greatest actor and the inventor of Webster's Dictionary. But how did you stay in the funny zone, Paul? Yeah, how did you stay in the I funny zone? I pinched my leg. I pinched my leg. Yeah. Okay, okay, that yeah. keeps you there. Okay. Yeah. A little trick. Yeah. Camera couldn't see it, but I would pinch my leg. Good okay. trick, yeah. Yeah. Paul. Um, Hayes. Thank you so much. It's I who should be thanking you. Okay. Do you know a funny story? Were you going to thank me? I Well, I was and I did. Okay. Well, you know what? You I have You just said you should. I should be. Yeah. Here goes. Thank you. Okay. But funny story. Before you guys called, I was going to kill myself. Isn't that funny? That is that funny. That is yeah. funny. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Funny and, it, and it's funny because I'm surprised to hear it. Right? Yeah. Yes. And that's and that really makes me laugh. Because we were just saying the other day, you know what? Paul's actually doing I don't okay. Think, I don't think Paul is going to kill himself. He's, he's probably going to choose to keep living. And so, and so the fact that we were saying that, and just the exact opposite was happening internally yep. for you. Oh yeah, I had a I had a length of hose running from my exhaust pipe um, inside ooh. my car, ooh. and I was listening to um, NPR, and uh, I was going to let it happen. I was just going to let it happen. Wait, wait. Mm. Yeah, I was listening. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, that'll get you. And you know what? For once, I was like, oh, I don't even have to play along this time because I'm going to be dead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my phone rang, and uh, it was Engineer Cody. And he said, you have been summoned. You will mm-hmm. be ushered into the presence. Good. You know so your, thanks, guys. He knows his lines. Well, thank you, Cody. And, and just, I guess, before we sign off, uh, you have a new show. Yeah, of course. Uh, you should... Tell Paul, us about Paul that. Tom can shut up and jam. Shut up and jam, and people Paul, just get and jam out. That's right. Comedy and politics and and dancing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's any any form of jam, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Happens on my show, and there are people dunking. that are the, people are dunking. People are in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, people are they're Spreading putting preserves, toast, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all over the place. There's some canning. Yeah. I feel like I feel like under the under the the the. The the jamming rubric, uh, uh, some canning is allowed. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to fault us for that. There's no pickling, no pickling, mm-hmm. no pickling, and as well there should not be. But I, fish is the house band, sure, and mm-hmm. they just we turn the lights on and they play. Turn the lights off, they stop. They're like a big. We're not parrot. allowed to talk about fish on this uh, on this one. I do. Apologize. Because of the they other, got a whole PCAST. Because they have that. the other I, one. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the other PCAST. If we do it, ah, Scott Anchorman will be oh. like, uh, Hello, I yeah. noticed you guys were talking about fish on your other yes. podcast. Scott Anchorman sends a pretty nasty And uh, I, I, I thought I already had a podcast about that. Yeah. That's how I'll sort I of think say it's, it. I'm sorry. I, I hope this is not rude. I think it's Actorman. Scott Actorman. Scott Actorman. Yeah. That's right. And we've, got, we've gotten that we got, before. Yes. We, got, we will remember that. Um. Oh, great. Well, great to hear about that. And that's uh, on... Shut Up and Jam. What network? That's on... Is it... Like... Few... Fission. 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 Is that right? So check, yes. so check eh, the Fission... Is. Check the Fission network. Ask your cable provider if you get Fission. Yeah. Uh, any other big projects coming up you'd like to speak on? Uh... 
I am very close to closing a deal to host the Oscars next year. Oh, um, that's exactly what you should be doing right, I, right? now, Paul. So I feel good like, for you. I feel that's like really it is. good. So good for you. Congratulations! Oh my god, that's exactly what you should be doing. That's a logical next yeah. step. That's yeah. so good for yeah, you. Yeah. I, the only thing that's uh, that I'm waiting on is for someone to ask me to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! So good for you, though. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's yes. exactly what you Thank should be. Doing. Can you believe? You. Can you believe we all were in Honolulu? Would you ever have thought we'd oh be sitting God. here? You know, if and I you're hosting the Oscars. Just we're drinking out of glasses instead of it's, half a coconut. It's so crazy. Yeah. I still hold them from the under. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. All the time. Yeah. Ugh. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Buy us on iTunes. Buy the pro version. Jump on the forums. Follow the follow, yeah. Follow the footsteps of Doctor Octopus. This new guy, he's yeah, good. He bought the pro. <gasps> version. Buy the pro version. Valerie, uh, pro, pro version uh, uh, perks this week. Valerie Bryant brought the pro, pro version, and she won an answering machine message recorded by Paul F. Tompkins. Congratulations, Valerie Bryant. And here's your prize. Uh, Go ahead, Paul. Hi, Valerie. It's me, Paul F. Thompson. Listen, congratulations to you, and leave a message to the person who's calling you. (laughs) (laughs) So she can use that. Nobody else try to use it. Nobody change Valerie to another name, or you're you're not going to be able to listen to the podcast anymore, and I promise. And, And the other gift this week, if you buy it, is you get a clue to the location of Hayes' secret backpack, and everyone's itching mm-hmm. to get their mitts on this. Mm-hmm. It's a rebus. It's a rebus, and if you can solve it, boy, oh boy, are you going to really be happy. Two yeah. free beers in it for can you, I give a bragging little, rights. Can I give a little tease? Mm. The rebus involves itching and mitts. Mm-hmm. So, th- so that's that li- pretty much gives it away. Oh, unfortunately, sorry. so we're going to come up with something mitt- else for the pro version. It's in his scratchy mittens. <laughs> it's in his scratchy mittens. Bye, bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, I got you guys. <laughs> <laughs> This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom. Com. The Wolf Dead. That was a headgum podcast.